0: This is Global Marxism, and I am Frank Goss. I appreciate your participation and hope this information provides you with food for thought as we consider the confusion we're facing in America today. The ideas I'm going to be expressing here are going to require your attention. It's not going to take a whole lot of deep thought to follow me but they do require your attention. There's a guy named H.L. Minchkin that said the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the population alarmed so you get a, a clamorous need to be led to safety. Okay, So that requires a certain amount of fear. You have to be on edge about something. Henry Thoreau said there's a thousand people hacking at the branches of evil trying to stop it, but there's only one who's trying to strike at the root. And the whole idea is if you kill the root then the tree will die. Now, there's a lot of things that are hacking at the branches around us, but there's one thing that's really, really aiming at the root, and we're going to consider that. There's an idea that is being brought about in American politics that is not just recent. It has been coming for quite some time. It is not something new on the scene. These ideas and principles have worked themselves into our culture for years, and we say, no, no, it's not a religious thing, it's, it's a political thing. No, no, it is a very real religious thing. And we're going to discuss that in depth. And as a religion, this particular religion, which we'll get into in a little while, the religion that's being forced on us is a culture of performance and suspicion. Performance and suspicion. All are suspected of failure to submit if you don't perform properly. Now you say, well, that's horrible. Well, that's typical in most religions, you see. Most religions are based on do this in order to be holy and acceptable. You have to perform in a right way. And then as you participate within that particular religion, you're watched and monitored by the people, and you're either accepted or condemned. You have to prove yourself daily in some religion. And we're going to be considering a religion that has a totalitarian rule for total submission, and there's no exception to the rule. The law if you study it and understand it, shows no mercy. The law and the rules are static, meaning they do not change because of who you are, because of how you feel or how you act, or the amount of money you have. The law is the law. Now, you may be able to buy your way out of a problem, but the law is a law, and it has no mercy, no matter who you are, whether you're an elite leader or whether, whether you're a poor homeless pauper. If you violate the law, you break the law. Okay? Now we're talking about performance and suspicion. It's not a matter of being rich or poor. There can be no peace in this type of culture. It'll be a culture that is built on fear, on dread, and hate, hatred of your neighbor. So we have the idea right now that's coming across in our schools that are being taught to our little school children that is called cultural theory. This is not a new idea. It has been being taught in our universities for quite some time, for the better part of 70 years. Now it's been codified and retitled Cultural Race Theory. And it's permeated our schools and it's, it's found a comfortable place in the major Christian denominations. Historically, it's been proven to destroy societies and it results in unmentionable atrocity, deprivation, imprisonment, and physical cruelty. And we think, no, it won't happen here. Okay. You will, at some point in your life, realize that you are following somebody. You say, well, it's an idea or a religion. That's fine. But somebody originated the idea. Somebody articulated the religion. You can deny it if you wish. But the fact is, you're going to get behind some idea and form your life according to this idea or that secular principle, or this spiritual principle. This or that principle is an articulated thing that's been formulated in the mind of somebody. It's been repeated, it's been taught, written, preached, and ingrained into the minds of a certain culture. And you tend to adapt to the culture that you're in. And if you're going to accept the ideas of that culture, you're going to be following somebody. If you're going to pattern your life after a principle or an ideology, it's very critical that you understand the character of those that developed and nurtured that ideal. So many of us are intellectually lazy, you see, and we're unwilling to study on our own. So we willingly follow the masses in believing something to be a sound, solid, and secure principle. We're afraid of going against popular opinion. Today, a lot of people believe that the United States is a democracy. And that is simply not true. And to voice your opinion on that, you'll be ridiculed and put aside. We live under a constitutional republic that is governed by laws, not men. But to stand up and preach these things, it's not a popular opinion. So people are afraid of the reprisals and recriminations that would come along in standing in opposition to these things. Today, we're afraid of being canceled We're afraid of losing our jobs, our community standing, and the respect of our peers. But such is the practice of people in politics. This is the way things are. The design is to keep us, you and me, alarmed and afraid by menacing us with an endless series of falsehoods that are meant to keep us in our place of submission. So many of us have all of our lives lived in bondage to fear. And it's said that 90% of all of our fears are never realized, and the final 10% is something we actually create and submit to and we fulfill through our own effort. Men, not places, not events and things, but men use this fear to motivate us and to push us to blame God, to blame others, and to blame destiny. Fear can foment insurrection, and it can cause a society to lock down completely and wear masks. Then time passes and our fears are quieted, and the principles and ideologies that had guided us for so long are proven to be nothing more than falsehoods, which is a generous and kind way of saying, you've been fed a lie, and you've bought into it. Now, it's hard to wrestle with these things. We begin to see the man behind the legend. We begin to see that our hero is just a man. The great Wizard of Oz, who is revered, is exposed as a small, frail figure, a balding old man with a big microphone, and he was surrounded by a sporting cast of willing idiots. It was this little man who caused the people to tremble in fear, and he was nothing more than a mean, manipulative old man who longed for power and authority. We, the people, are held in check by the ridiculous notions of educated idiots, men behind the screen. One idiot in Congress tells us that we have ten years left until the world ends because of global warming. And she has created a stream of fear that many weak-minded individuals have fully embraced. Think back a little bit and read, if you need to, about the 1970s, and you'll find that at that time, it was the next ice age that was going to bring about the end. Think this is nonsense? No. Almost every major climate organization in the United States at that time endorsed this way of thinking. The National Center for Atmospheric Research, CRU, NAS, NASA, and even the CIA held to these things to be true. Today, that idea is completely forgotten. Now, we're going to experience something akin to a convection oven effect. And if you want to believe a lie, you have many educated idiots from which to choose. Mark Twain was right when he said, It's easier to deceive a man than to convince him that he has been deceived. The shame is on us. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We willingly follow and believe these lies. All we like sheep have been led, but we follow enthusiastically. We protest in a full-throated manner about our free will. We can do what we wish to do, and yet we fail to exercise the free will we profess to possess. We want to be led. Exercise requires effort. Study requires two things. Time which we selfishly guard for our own personal use and entertainment, and a disciplined mind, which most of us do not possess. Free will is like a muscle, and we've allowed it to atrophy. We complain about being tired and fat, and yet we refuse to keep fit and watch our diet. Please, if we don't know these things, spare me the excuses. You have the exact same opportunity as others. There are no excuses. College students have disenchanted professors preached to them for a few semesters from books that they themselves have perused. Our children, yours and mine, much like you and I did years ago, sit at their knees, the knees of these men of higher learning, and we drink the Kool-Aid that they're giving us. We trusted these men of letters, and we expect the same from our children. We had confidence that they had our well-being at heart, And we hope that our children will have that same confidence. We allowed these instructors to form our ideologies and principles. And we hope our children will do the same. We stood as livestock in a fertile pasture called Harvard, Yale, Brown, or Princeton. The best of all the farmland in this nation of ours. And we grazed on the words and ideas that were being presented to us. Most were not nearly as fortunate and were obliged to find local fields, for state colleges and universities, community schools, or trade schools even. But in the end, we stand with our children as they receive their degree of proficiency, a piece of paper to frame and to hang in a prominent place for all the world to see. Now, if you are like me and most adults that I know, It was not until we were late into our 30s or mid-40s that we began to understand life. We started to wake up to the way things truly are. Our minds were shaken awake by the realization that people are not who they claim to be and their desires are not as pure as we had imagined. Taxes are unjustified. Perverse things are being allowed that you would never approve of. Inflation is actually a vicarious tax that is taking our wealth from us. It's confiscating what we've earned. The government is a growing hydra. Hercules couldn't kill. Ideas are being voiced that are absurd and have no basis in true science or reason. Soon they're voted into law. And these ideas have consequences. And those consequences are dire and, in many cases, catastrophic, wicked, and evil. These are not notions expressed by and through nature or natural law. They are concepts and expressions of the desires and thoughts of men, blocks of people. Segments of society that, that somehow have found a place of authority. Wait, not somehow. No, they were elected by an uninformed electorate. They hid facts. They covered up lies. Votes were miscounted and falsely submitted. Judges turned their eyes, and lawyers remained silent. And they were put into office. It's not your well-being they are after. For a man, it's very rare that another man will die let alone a good man. Don't fool yourself. In the end, it is your submission to their authority that they're seeking. It is power and position they are after, not your well-being. But we pay for the services of these men. We pay for the activities that are carried on in a university. We support them with our tax dollars and our money. We send our children there willingly to be instructed by men and women that we do not know, and they're being taught things that we do not believe in or accept, and we trust our children to graduate with a sound mind and a fixed direction in life. We believe that this is what is going on until they come home and we hear what they have to say. Do you sincerely believe a 20-year-old has the intellectual capacity to understand the fight our founders endured to establish a nation? A nation that had the interest of the people at heart. A nation that was not governed by an oligarchy or by royalty or by the elite. It was governed by and for the people. The first nation in the history of the world to have such an idea expressed. Do you believe a 20-year-old has the intellectual capacity to understand these things? If you do, then you have a far greater faith than I do. Do you believe they have the depth of understanding to appreciate the value of faith while they wander through another frat party sipping warm beer from a red plastic cup looking for a girl who's willing? Oh, my child will not ever do that. I understand. But a lot of children do. And those children have parents. Our children are the ones who come home after a semester of college and fight against the church, though they never read their Bible. They want to destroy the electoral college, but they don't have a clue as to how it works or its purpose. They argue that the Constitution needs revision, yet they've never read it for themselves. They do all of this while wearing a t-shirt with with Che Guevara on the chest, and they don't even know who he is or what he has done. They're fighting for ideas and concepts they don't understand, and they're looking for a leader that they feel sincerely they can follow. And that leader is not you. It's not your religion, your politics, or your principles. No. Now they have a degree. And they're going after another one. A master's. And then perhaps even a doctorate. In taking these positions, being against everything society has to offer, they have no idea what the Constitution means or what the Tenth Amendment says. Or even the Twelfth Amendment. As a matter of fact, do you know what they mean? Do you know what they say? People just want a change as long as it leads to them being cared for. People want to follow somebody worthy of their confidence, someone that has their personal welfare in mind. So they search for a place to hang their hat, an ideology to follow, and something they can hope in. And then you have the effect of the crowd. There's a lot of people that believe these things. How can it be bad? But my hope is this, and I hope you listen. You look at the founders of the ideology, and you see how their lives represent the principle they espouse. Seeing these principles fleshed out serve to encourage the disciple to press on in the heat of battle, in the vicissitudes of life. They're able to stand. And it's a matter of character. You look at the character of the man, and only a fool would deny that. What I want to do here, honestly, is to provide a contrasting view of two ideologies that have been presented. And I want to base these these contrasting facts on facts that, that have been provided, they've been read, they've been studied, and recorded. History, accurate history, and true history, not the revised notions and theories of men such as Howard Zinn and his ilk. True history reveals the reality and viability of honest and sincere principles and ideologies. They also reveal the reality and reliability of false ideology, bad ideas. This is where history becomes so critical to understand, and facts are so important. And this is why people who support horrible ideas revise history. History has to support what they say. But under the microscopic study of history, we're able to see certain ideologies fleshed out, and we can learn from the experience of nations, And we can hear what individuals tell of the blessings or curses of what they've lived through. And listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Men just make alterations and use different words to promote age-old ideas. This study will be followed by part two, which will present the contrast between the men of two ideas. One, the idea of Marxism. Who was the man? What was he like? How did he live? What did he do? How did he perform? And what are the results of his ideology throughout time? The other is Christianity and Jesus Christ. How did he live? What did he do? What did he teach? And how did he perform? How does his philosophy fit in throughout time? And what are the results of what he has done? We want to contrast these two, so I would ask that you would follow along for the next study, part two, in the contrast of Marxism. This is Frank Doss with Vintage Broadcasting. We do appreciate your participation in listening to our broadcast. We hope that it benefits you in some way and that you'll continue listening in the days to come.